never loses his power from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Thank you. Appreciate you. It'll never lose its power. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. It is good to see everybody out today, and we want to thank God for the grace of another day. We certainly have already recognized all of our first-time uh, visitors and guests. We thank you for being here with us today. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who is serving today, those behind the scenes and those in front of us who have helped to make the worship today special. I have felt the presence of God in this place from the beginning of the service until the end. And so on account of three, Let's say thank you nice and loud and give them a big clap off and a praise to everybody that is serving. One, two, three. Come on. We want to thank all of you for uh, your work that makes our service special. Lady Swan has a quick announcement that she wants to make uh, to uh, the ladies of Ivy. Good morning, ladies. Just a quick announcement about the woman... The Walk to End Women's Cancers that will be held today uh, at Centera Hospital, that walk has been postponed due to the impending inclement weather and the rain that we're expecting this afternoon. And we don't want to put anybody in harm's way, so we're going to postpone the walk today and it will be incorporated into the event that will be held this Saturday on September the 17th at Hampton University. So just wanted to make sure everybody was aware. Those of you that are watching with us online, please spread the word so that we can get the information out. The walk will not be held today at 3 p.m., but it will be postponed until this Saturday on the 17th. Thank you. You let me uh, walk you down. Come on back up here. Let me walk you down. Let me go ahead of you, by the way. Let me walk you on down here. There you go. There you go. We have a special guest with us today, and all of you all are special. Y'all know that y'all are family, but this uh, pastor and first lady, I want to recognize uh, Pastor Cradle from God Did It All Ministries in North Carolina. They have been watching us from, from North Carolina. They have heard about the ministry. And let me just tell y'all, they have committed uh, to sowing a financial seed into our church and have been doing so for the last two years. So come on, let's give God. Come on up, Pastor Cradle. Pastor Cradle, come on up. We want everybody to see you and say hello to you. Yeah, come on, y'all give him a big clap off and a praise. We want to thank you, Pastor, for your support. Listen, this is how you know uh, you never know who you're impacting, right? And so here it is that uh, they have heard of our ministry through others in North Carolina and say, hey, we want to sow seed into yours because we believe that you're doing the work. And so we want to thank God again, Pastor and First Lady, for you being here with us in person. Come on back again. Y'all family. Y'all are family here. Now, I got to give a quick shout out. I don't do this for everybody because, you know, everybody celebrates birthdays at a certain time. But we only do it for those who are over 80 that we do a special moment. Sister Hill, raise your hand, Sister Hill. Mother Hill is here. Tomorrow, y'all, tomorrow, she's going to be 88 on tomorrow. Come on, let's give God a big clap off and a praise. Raise your hand again, Mother Hill. Yeah, Mother Hill is right there. 
88. We certainly thank God. And she's here every Sunday, faithfully. Every Sunday she's here. And I thank God for her being here and always giving me a word of encouragement before the service starts. It's always good to have that. Uh, let me also recognize, I don't know if Meech is here or not. If he's here, Meech can, can stand, please. And all of the 116 uh, student ministry volunteers and leaders that uh, went to Kilmarnock, uh, Virginia on Friday and Saturday. They spent some time over the weekend, had a wonderful time with our youth, our camping trip that they did. Uh, had a beautiful scenery out there and kids had a great time. We were able to go out on Friday and just to see. So they're going to show video on fourth Sunday, but I just want to take a moment to thank them because they took time out of their schedule to drive uh, our kids and our youth out there to, so that they could have that experience. So let's give them a big clap off and a praise. Also, we thank God for them. Thank y'all. We appreciate you. Now, um, if you could put that first slide on the screen. We also know that today is important. We don't uh, gloss over today. Uh, we know that today is September 11th. And so um, in September 11th, 2001, we shall never uh, forget what happened on September the 11th. And so um, if you don't know or you have forgotten or maybe you weren't born yet, it was still one of the most tragic terrorist days in the history of our country. What we know is that there were four coordinated planes or efforts by militants of Al-Qaeda. They hijacked four planes uh, and they went two into the time uh, World Trade Center buildings, both of the twin World Trade Center buildings in New York. There was one that went into the Pentagon right up the, right up the way from us in Arlington. And most people have forgotten that there was another one that, um, that, that crashed. Uh, in Pennsylvania, Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And in all told, 2,996 people transitioned as a result of the 9-11 terrorist attack. So I wanted to have a moment of silence today. If we could bow our heads, please, in, in memory and honor of those who lost their lives and the families who still uh, may be mourning uh, that experience. God, we will never forget and we just pray that you would continue to bless and to keep those families. And we thank you that our nation has been relatively safe since that moment. But we pray not only for the safety of our country, but for the safety of our world. And so, God, we thank you for that, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Please continue to keep that in prayer. Then finally, don't forget, as already been mentioned, uh, we start a new Bible study series on Wednesday. I hope that y'all will come. Uh, it's going to be online again on Zoom. Uh, we're doing uh, deny, We're doing doctrine, and I know it's a lot of D's. Doctrine over uh, discord, uh, differences, denominations, and dysfunction. This is a lot of what I saw while I was out on sabbatical. And by the way, all of the D's that I just mentioned, I'm not talking about outside the church. I'm talking about inside the church that we are wrestling with and how do we come to terms with so much division within the body of Christ? Where do we find common ground? How do we come together as people of God so that unbelievers, when they see us, they see us walking in love together? It's going to be a nine-week series, the last series that we're going to do for the year, noon and seven. Uh, it will be on Zoom. We'll give you the information. You can check us out on Bible study. Having said that, let's all stand, please. We're going before the Lord. 
I want you to turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Galatians chapter 6. From the New Living Translation. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whether, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Turn before you're seated. Just tell somebody you love them before you have a seat. Go ahead and tell them you love them before you have a seat. You may be seated. So I'm preaching again from the series that we started on last week from this thought from the gospel of James Brown. Need y'all to just say it loud and with feeling with me. Get up off of that thing. Look at somebody and tell them, get up off that thing. And we now have a selection by the choir. <laughs> now, if I come up here and kneel and somebody put the jacket over me, then you, that's what you know. Father, I want to thank you now for this time, God. I thank you for the fellowship, and, and God, I thank you uh, for just your spirit being felt in this place today. And now, God, I pray, if you will, please, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let everybody say Amen. 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 So I'm tagging last week's message to this week's message as we prepare into our series on spiritual gifts. One of the things that I had time to do while I was away was to really think about Ivy in the context of our DNA. And for those who are new to us uh, and what we believe is right on the back of the wall there, what we say that we are all about. If you can't remember anything else about what we try to do here at Ivy, if you can't remember all of the scriptures, which most people can't, can't remember everything that goes on in the church, what we try to do is to make sure that we summarize our Christian experience into three terms. One of the things that I also am mindful of is that sometimes for people when it comes to church, it could be a very mystical experience. And, and how do we make sure that Church can be impactful and relevant and something that's tangible, that you can experience, that you can feel, that you can sense, and something that you can also measure. So when I look at these three on the back, and as I say to new members, and on the count of three, I want y'all to do this. I want y'all to tell me nice and loud what your favorite cake is. Nice and loud, all right? One, two, three. I think I heard somebody say, whatever cake it is, it's good for me. I don't care what it is. I like a chocolate cake, but give me also a good heavy pound cake. 
Glory to God. Let me get back on track. Well, you understand that no matter what cake you choose, the cake, all cakes have certain ingredients in them that make them taste good. Eggs and milk and flour, some sugar, butter. You got to have all of that. And what I'm saying is, no matter how old or young you are, no matter how much you know of Bible or not, no matter what your life experiences are, if you claim to be a member of Ivy, you should strive to have these three elements into your existence if you want to be a member or claim to be a member here of Ivy. And the three are on the back. The first one is love. We pride ourselves on love. The second one is grow. And the last one is serve. However, when I have thought about critically those three elements, and I ask myself which one is the strongest and which one is the weakest, and I'm looking at it from a collective standpoint, not individually, collectively, by far, the weakest one is service. And that's why I want to talk about this series. Understand that you can't really love God like you claim and not serve. Understand that as you grow in Christ, it should cause you to want to serve. But somewhere along the line, and I don't know where, there's a version of the Bible that people are reading that I ain't read yet that suggests that you can love God and walk with God but yet be disconnected from the church or that you can love God and grow in God and not be engaged in the life of the church. I ain't read those verses yet. So if y'all have, y'all show me where they are. To walk with God is also to walk with God's people. To say that you love God is to also say that you are willing to invest and work and live and help and serve in the life of a local context. That's how the church is established. And yet now we live in a time where people are saying, I love God and I'd rather do God in a coffee shop by myself or I'd rather do it with a group of other people and God, I don't see, maybe for those who do it, see it differently. Put that second slide on the screen. So I'm going to share with you what my vision is. And today I want you all to take some pictures of these slides so you all can have them with you. But, but the vision that I have of Ivy and the focus that I'm going to have for the rest of the year is that it is my heart's desire that every Ivy believer, somebody say every, no, no, not, not every, because that's every. No, I want to say every. Every Ivy believer. Yeah, to, to develop their spiritual fruit and to develop their spiritual gifts so that you can operate your fruit and your gifts in a ministry context at Ivy. Let me say that again. This is the goal that we will be pushing for the rest of the year, that you develop fruit of the Spirit 
and you begin to understand your gifts that have been assigned to you by the Spirit for the purposes of you identifying a context at Ivy of which you are to operate said fruit and said gift. Did y'all hear me? So let me put it this way. If you got fruit and you are walking in God, but you just come and you sit and you leave, you ain't active in church. What you are is selfish. Because all you want to do is receive. But I got to help y'all understand and break you out of it. That you are more than just to be a recipient of what God has for you. I got to break you out of this because you have been conditioned to believe certain things in the world that don't apply to the kingdom. And the reason why I got to break you out of it is because you measure yourself in many cases by how the world seems to identify success. So how the world identifies success is by how much money you make and what education you have and what job you have and where you live in a neighborhood and what you drive in and what sneakers you got on. And we take all of that and we measure success. But that don't apply to kingdom. What applies to kingdom, are you ready, is are you developing the fruit I gave you? And are you operating in the gifts that I have assigned for you? And it say nothing about you get blessed because of how much money you got or how much education you got. And we have brought that into the church. So now we believe that the person who dresses better in the church has got more anointing. That's a lie. Because the one who living in a one-bedroom house but got gifts of the Spirit and operating in the Spirit has got more in the kingdom than the one who got money on the outside. I wish I had somebody that understood. Come here. I had a big mama. Come on, Darren. You know who I'm talking about. We had the matriarch of our family who didn't have education, who didn't have stuff, but what she had was a prayer life. What she had was somebody that she knew who to call on. And everybody else in the family who had education, everybody else who had careers and money, we went to Big Mama because she knew how to pray. And what I'm telling you is this. You take that notion of success and you leave it out there. But when you come in here, the kingdom mandate of success is not your money. It is not your education. It is not your family last name. It is not what you drive. That's out there. In here are you loving people. In here do you have joy. In here, do you have a peace about yourself? Huh? That passive, all understanding. And by the way, let me remind you of what the fruit are. Because again, this is the tangible expression of what you should be working on. In other words, this is why church should matter. Not just so we can shout and dance. Because we going to do that. Because that's Bible too. But you also have something that you can look at and gauge your life on. And see where you need to get better. Put the next slide up so that they can see the fruit of the spirit so here are the ones that you need to be looking at and asking yourself where am I good 
Where have I seen improvement? And Lord, where do I need to get better? And here it is. So you got nine fruit that you need to be looking at against your life. And it is the spirit of God that is, should be working in you to develop these nine because the nine fruit of the spirit is the evidence that the spirit is in you. Now, it ain't just running up and down and it ain't just raising a hand that proves the spirit is in you. No, it is these nine right here. Love, joy, peace, forbearance. Then we got kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, some of you might say, well, I got love down. That's good. I'm glad you do. But if you're like me, that last one. And what I'm here to tell you is that ain't nobody in here got all nine down. That means that the spirit still got some work to do in our life. And to take it a step further, uh, you also understand that um, uh, sometimes the spirit can be stronger in a certain circumstance than others. So that we can love some people, but how many of you know we got that one that just get on our And I need all of the Holy Ghost. To help me to love. Now, now the reason why I'm going over fruit again before we get to gifts next week, because next week we're going to start the gifts of the Spirit, is because I need you all to understand, all nine of the fruit are non-negotiable. You're going to get some gifts and some gifts you won't. But all nine of the fruit are non-negotiable, regardless of the gifts that you have. And the question becomes, Reverend E, why then did the Holy Spirit give us fruit? And why then did the Holy Spirit give us gifts? And the answer is to serve. So if you are having fruit and gifts and you're not using them, you ain't in Bible. And we got a problem. And this is the problem of a lot of churches. You have 20% of the people doing 80% of the work. And this is why I was burnt to a crisp. And this is why others also in the ministry are tired. And this is why when you look at most ministries, you see the same faces in multiple ministries. My heart's desire is that every last one of you develop your fruit, and find your gift so that you can operate in the context that God has assigned for your life. Coming to church is the first step, not the only step. And by the way, truth be told, we should be doing two services. When you look at the number of people that call themselves Ivy, and you compare that to the number of people that we see in the building, there is no way we should only be doing one service. I'm ready to do two. You all will determine if we do. And for some of us talking about when we gonna move, how you going to move when you can't fill up one? Y'all will dictate. 
what you want to do. I feel the Holy Ghost in here today. So having said that, I got to get y'all out of this malaise, this thought that you don't matter. Because part of that is contributing to why you see church the way you do. So I'm going to offer to you three things today of why it is that service really ain't for most people in the body of Christ. Three things. Number one is the one that we talked about last week, and that's the biggest one. Let me go over it again. That one is apathy. Apathy, again, is a lack of care, concern, or enthusiasm for something. Most people, even in the house of God, believe that church is a place where you go. It's something that you do. Who told you that? What Bible are you reading? Church is not a place that we just go. Church is a community of fellowship of believers that are striving to work together for the glory of God. Church should be the place where when people come together of God, they see something, they experience something, and feel something in the midst of us that you can't get nowhere else. That's what church is. Church ain't just a place where I come to sit and to watch. And this is the reason why many people are watching online. Because if you're sitting here and you're sitting at home, what's the difference? You're sitting in both places. I need you to understand your worth. Let me tell you why you are so important and why you should shake apathy. You remember when I told you all the time that everything you need is in the house? You know I say that? You know why I say that? Are y'all ready for this? I'm going to blow some of y'all's mind. Because every one of you, watch this y'all, every single one of you have the potential to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. See, what you have forgotten, or you didn't realize, you thought the prayer answer was me. You thought the prayer answer was a leader. That ain't Bible. If you got fruit and you got gift, then that means you can be used by God just like me. And that means also that you have the ability to bless somebody else's life. Check this out. Somebody might have came in here today on the verge of giving up. Somebody might have came in here today upset and depressed because they had a bad week, but they sat beside you and it was your fruit. They felt your joy. And they saw your love for God. And they saw the peace that you have over your life. Knowing your story. And they said, if they can do it, if God can do it for you, then God can do it for me. Right now, I need somebody that want to give God praise for the person that is next to you. Because you recognize you can be an answer to somebody else's prayer. That's why we got to come every Sunday. Because we got to understand your worth. And check this out. So if you ain't interested in coming, and if you ain't interested in doing, being involved in the context of the church, and if you ain't interested in wanting to be an answer to somebody's prayer, then you know what happens. The person that is praying for God to move is now mad at God. Because now they're wondering, God, what's taking you so long? 
And you know what God really want to say? I answered your prayer. I'm waiting on them to move. But they making me look bad because they rather do social events outside of the church than come to the house of God and be an answer to somebody else's prayer. They still chasing what they think is the world's standards of success when they realize that you ain't got to have no money to be an answer to somebody's prayer. That you ain't got to have education to bless somebody else's life. That you ain't got to have a good job to know that when you walk in and you show love to somebody else, that's all that they need. So what we have done is that we have brought world into church and have defined the same measure of success in world as we do church and that's not how it works in the kingdom because in the kingdom Jesus is not looking at us based on money he's looking at us based on are you working what I gave you I gave you love what you doing with it I gave you joy what you doing with it and if you got joy, why are you still walking around as a child of God? Always with a frown on your face. I gave you peace. Why are you still pulling your hair out? I ain't never tell you life was going to be easy. I told you I got you. Hmm. So I'm convinced apathy is number one. And apathy exists because, how can I say this, Lady Swan? You all are more used to sitting and observing than being engaged. Cousin, let me see if this makes sense, cousin. So if I'm a coach, now you know, I'm basketball, you know, I'm sport. I have never seen in my life at any level, Reverend midgets, Middle school, high school, college, pro. I've never seen this ever happen, but this happens in the church all the time. You know what I'm about to say? So, coach puts you on the team. You warming up before the game. You high-fiving everybody before the game. You sitting on the bench. When the coach looks at you and calls you, go to the, go to the uh, scores table to get in the game. I ain't never seen this happen. Where the players say, nah, coach, I'm good. I just want to wear the jersey. No, I ain't really want to play, coach. I just want to be on the team. I, I just want to weigh the towel on the sideline. But I really didn't want to play I just want to get a ring if we win, but I don't want to get in the game. I have never in my life seen anybody that's on the team that don't want to play until I got to church. No, I'm good. I just want to come in hear the word, and go home. No, I'm good. I don't really want to deal with them people. 
I'm good. I got other stuff going on. Let me be the first to say, I ain't knocking you doing whatever else you're doing. But why does it have to be an either or? Why can't you do what you do and come to church? Why can't you love your team and love God too? Why can't you do all your social activities and still say on Sunday morning, I need to be in the house of God? So number one, the reason why service ain't a, ain't a big deal is because straight up apathy, straight up lack of interest, straight up lack of enthusiasm to do it, straight up lack of concern, and I would later add, it's a priority issue. You see, here's what I know, and Lady Swan, I know this to be true, then I'm going on to the next one. People do what they want to do. Don't tell me how busy you are. Don't tell me how tired you are. If you really want to do it, you're going to find a way to do it. If you want to spend something on something and you ain't got no money, you're going to find a way to get some money to get what you want. But when it comes to God, I can't come to church because of COVID. but you all up and down the street everywhere else with no mask on. Uh, that's number one, apathy. Let me get to number two. Let me keep on going because uh, I need y'all to understand how valuable you are. So once we get past the apathy, then the next one that people normally have is, uh, I don't, how can God use me? I don't, I don't feel worthy enough. Pastor, you don't know my story. Pastor, you don't know my past. The reason why I like to come in here because I just don't like nobody to know my stuff. So I just, you know, come in, slide in, slide out because uh, I can't imagine God using me. Hmm. I'm about to bust this theory wide open. And I'm going to lay it to rest right here about your unworthiness. You ready for this? Number one, you're right. You're not worthy. But don't leave it there. Ain't nobody in here worthy. <laughs> including me. However, the worthiness is not based on my standard. The worthiness is based on the standard that God put on me. See, this is what you're missing. You're looking at the mistakes that you've made in your life and have concluded, ain't no way God could use me. Ain't no way I could be involved in me. Ain't no way I could do great things. But you're missing something. What you're missing is you don't know the fact of what Jesus has already done for you. See, let me ask you the question. I believe that the reason why some people don't feel worthy enough to do it is because you really ain't, you really have not experienced the love of Christ because when you experience fully the love of Christ it blows your mind to think that in spite of all the stuff that we have done that yet there's this Jesus that has still decided to love me enough 
to get up on a cross and take nails for me in my wrist and in my feet that there's no greater what more does he have to do to show you how much he loves you than what he has already done if he took nails for you but here's the reason the reason is is that because you are attached to people that don't love you like this and they have treated you bad and now they got you convinced that you ain't no good and that you ain't never going to be nothing and you ain't never going to do nothing. Let's stop the devil on his face right now because I need some people in here to know that in spite of your past and in spite of your situations and in spite of your regrets and in spite of your reservations, there is a God in heaven that still loves you like you would not believe and he proved it 2,000 years ago so that you could get over yourself I need you to get over yourself and realize in spite of the divorce, he still loves you. In spite of what happened years ago, he still loves you. In spite of the molestation, he still loves you. And there's work to be done. And you keep making excuses. As to why God can't use you. Maybe you ain't read the Bible. You keep saying you can't speak so eloquently. But yet God chose Moses. Who had a speech impediment. And said go to Pharaoh. And tell Pharaoh let my people go. And he said won't you choose my brother Aaron. He's more eloquent in speech. He said I don't want to choose him. I've already chosen So I'm going to put this to rest about your unworthiness. There are two verses I want to show you before I get to Galatians and then we're going to get out of here. The first one is Ephesians 1 and 3. Put it on the screen, please, Bill. And y'all take a picture of this screen so y'all can see now that this notion of you being unworthy is foolishness. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Lord have mercy. Can I just preach that for two minutes? Here's what Paul opens up with the Ephesians. He says to give God praise. Why? Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Who has blessed us, watch this, with every spiritual blessing. Where are the blessings? In heavenly places. In Christ. But the key word in all of it is why you got to read the Bible slow. You ready? Let's read it again. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who... Stop right there. Has, for those who were sleeping English, denotes past tense. Heesh. Huh. What it means is here's the faulty thinking that we bring to the church. See, you come to church thinking you got to earn credit with God. See, you come to church thinking you have to make good on what you did this week so that God would then grant you favor for the next week. That's how you normally come to church. Because I want to come to church, God, I'm sorry, and then I want to make sure you bless me upcoming. That's why you got to read your Bible slow. See, do you understand that when God saves you, he has. Y'all didn't catch that. You know why? Because you're still trying to chase. Are you ready for this? What you already got. He 
has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In other words, at the moment of salvation, you don't work now to try to earn your fruit and gifts. No, that ain't Bible. Uh, at the moment of salvation, God, through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, are you ready? He gave you everything up front. He gave it to you before the foundation of the world. Which means stop trying to earn what you already got. And stop trying to listen to the enemy convince you that because you live somewhere or because you had a traumatic experience in your life or because you got regrets in your past, who don't? That you're not worthy enough for God. If you weren't worthy, he never would have gave them to you. Second Peter chapter one, verse three, please. Peter picks up this same thought. Second Peter chapter one, verse three, it says that by his divine power, he has given us Y'all read your Bible. He has given us everything we need for what? Godly life. So we don't come to try to prove we're godly. We don't come to try to earn the next blessing. We come to learn how to use what we already got. You are already worthy. In spite of the divorce, you're already worthy despite the child out of wedlock. You're already worthy despite the mistakes of your past. You're already worthy because ain't nobody in here ain't never made a mistake before. And I need some folks just for a moment. Devon, can you help me real quick? I need some folk that say, you know what, P, you're right. I got a past and there's some things that I've done and I ain't always too proud about it. But I thank God that he still saved me. I thank God that he woke me up. I thank God that he gave me another chance. I thank God that he gave me an opportunity. That he sees me as worthy. Even when others don't see me that way. Even when people in the street don't see me that way. I thank God that he still sees me as fearfully and wonderfully made. And so you have been listening to the folk out in the street that done lied to you. And you carrying that unworthiness and shame and guilt into the house of God. And Jesus is like, I already know. What you think you gonna hide from me? Do I need to remind you that I'm omniscient? I know everything. Do I need to remind you, I know what's coming in front of you before you do? So you didn't surprise me when you went left? You didn't surprise me when you did what I told you not to do? 
You didn't surprise me when you messed up. I already knew you was going to do it, but I still loved you enough. Number one is apathy. Y'all just ain't concerned or interested. Number two, uh, the reason why we don't serve is because many of us feel unworthy, undeserving, don't feel like we measure up to whatever standard, whatever that means. And number three, it's I know my, I think I know where I'm supposed to be. Uh, I think I know what my gift is or my fruit, uh, but I just don't know where I fit here. Uh, I think I got an idea. I just, I just don't know how it works out here. Let me, let me briefly speak to this one um, because then you need to understand what my role is in your life. My role is in your life is not just to make you happy. My role is in your life is to help you develop what the spirit is trying to move in you. And then also help you to find a space here where you can exercise that. This is why we have Reverend Person, who is our director of ministries, who is doing an amazing job. His assignment here is to do just this, is to help all of us understand how to develop our fruit, how to develop our gifts, and then find the place where we can do it. Well, some people say, well, pastor, you know, I look around and it looked like y'all got everything under control. <laughs> it looked like y'all, I mean, it's, it's going, it's great what's going on here. It looked like every time I look, it's people all over the place. It looked like everything is fine. And the leadership is laughing at that. Did y'all hear Devon just laughing? Because we understand behind the scenes, every ministry in this church needs you. Everyone needs more people. Every one of them needs your gift and your fruit. So this notion that we got it all together to make it look good, we know how to make it look good. But if you saw the kitchen, there's a saying that we use in ministry. Y'all see the dining room table. You know, dining room table always look good. But if y'all peeked into the kitchen, you would see how much we need you in, in ministry. And Proverbs 18 and 16 says that a man, a woman's gift makes room for them and puts them in the company of great people. In other words, for you to suggest that there's no space for you ain't Bible because your gift has already made room for you to exercise it. So, the three reasons why I believe service is way behind in the rest. We ain't interested, enthusiastic, or concerned. Many of us feel unworthy. Or many of us don't really know how we fit. And I have biblically destroyed all three. Now Galatians 6 and 9 for five minutes. What Paul says here 
And I've read this verse many times before, Lady Swan, but I didn't catch it like I read it this time. Paul says here in Galatians chapter 6, Therefore, let us not be weary in well-doing. For at the right time, we'll reap a harvest if we do not faint or if we do not give up. I used to read that verse from a personal narrative, Reverend Callan. I used to read it from the perspective of I got to stay the course um, so I can hold on and, and, and do what God's called me to do. But when I read it this time, in light of this series, the little words stood out to me. So let's read it again. Therefore, let us not get tired and doing good. How do we do good when our fruit and our gifts are on display and we're serving others to the glory of God? Serving can wear you out. Serving difficult people can wear you out. Scratch that. Serving black people can show enough wear you out. But let us, not just the pastor, not just the music ministry, not just the deacons, let all of us not get weary or tired in using what God has given us to do what is right for somebody else. Why? Here's the blessing. Y'all ready for it? For at the right time, y'all missed that. For, for at the right time, not just you, not just me, but all of us, will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up, if we stop making excuses, if we get off, off of that thing and make sure that we're doing what God has called me to do. All of us shall reap a harvest of blessing. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the one that causes all of us to miss the blessing. I don't want to be the one that causes the whole congregation to miss out on what they need because I ain't got up off this thing. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, verse 10, let us do good to everybody. But you ready for this? But especially to those who are the household of faith. Let us do good to everybody, but for those who walk with God. Those who talk with God. Those who go to church. Those who love the Lord. And we know how tired we can be out there. Let us especially do good to those of the household of faith. So next week we start the series on spiritual gifts. But I need to remind you that fruit and gifts ain't going to mean nothing if you ain't willing to serve. I'm being quiet because I want you to sit with that thought. Stop thinking that God has only given spirit to me. You got fruit too. 
You got gifts too. And I'm going to end with this. So for Lady Swan and I, um, the joy of parenting, and, and the, you all know this too who are parents, it's not just Lady Swan and I, but the joy of parenting is, parents, y'all stick with me. You remember when your kids were young and you went to a, uh, a recital Maybe it's a music recital or something, and they playing an instrument and they singing a song, and they were singing 100% off key. But you didn't even care. Because you was clapping and you were smiling, and you told everybody that was sitting on your row. That's my baby right there. That's, 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 that's my baby. And, and you dared somebody to say anything about them singing off key. And you had pride. They got to sing it for me. And the pride and joy of seeing them grow from that to now they've elevated and now maybe they graduated from elementary school. Then they graduated from middle school. Then they graduated from high school. And you have watched them matriculate. And for those who've had parents, have had kids to graduate, that pride that you have sitting at graduation, knowing all that you went through with your child to get them to that point. They don't even know all you had to do to get them to that moment. And you're just sitting there with pride. That is the feeling I want to have with you. I know when you start working on your gifts, you're going to mess up. You're going to sing off key. Or you're going to minister off key and might not get it right the first time. But I want you to know you're going to have a pastor that's going to stand for you and going to say, that's an Ivy member right there. That's my child right there in the spirit. And then the joy of watching you grow. My joy first ain't standing up here to preach to y'all. My joy is y'all. My joy ain't for you to hear me close, whatever that is. My joy, Lady Swan's joy, is for you to grab hold of the things that God has for you. There couldn't have been a youth event this weekend if some of the adults decided that they wanted to stay home. So when you choose to sit out, it impacts others. That's where we're going in this series. And I'm just here to tell y'all, your gift matters. You got the goods. You got to believe it in here. And it's my job to help you. 
need everybody to stand. Look at the person lovingly next to you. Hug them and then tell them, get up off of that thing. Tell them, sugar, baby, I love you enough to tell you, get up off that thing. God done put too much in you. God done done too much for you. God loves you too much for you to be making excuses for why you can't do it. God didn't ask you what was in your bank account. He didn't ask you your address. He didn't ask you your family history. Smile at him, baby. Get up off that thing. The thing today, the thing today, last week the thing was apathy. The thing today is excuses. How many more excuses you gonna make? For why you can't. You ain't good enough, we done destroyed that. You're not interested, you got to figure that out. Sugar, get up off that thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that for the rest of this year, you will shake us out of this malaise and this funk, this post-COVID casual, optional idea of church. And when I think about all that you did for us, that on this, the second Sunday, you proved to us how much you were willing to serve us by taking nails for us. I intercede on behalf of this church and say, God, we're sorry. We're sorry because we thought we could worship you without doing nothing. I intercede because we thought that we could just say we came to church and that would be enough. I intercede, God, because we thought that we could just say that I'm a member of a church and not be engaged in the fruit development or the gifts that I have. I pray you change our church for the better for the rest of the year. All for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated for one second, please. We're going to do the wrap up come on do the wrap up and we get on out of here good morning love grow and serve and pastor's here to tell us i'm sorry but serve is the weakest link why because you cannot serve without love you come and we have a full house this morning we are fed and we leave and you are selfish when we don't give back without service that God has blessed us with. There are nine fruits of the Spirit. They aren't there to pick and choose. You don't take one and leave the other. They are there for us to master and to learn and to serve in each category. 
three things why we have excuses that we don't serve. Number one is the apathy, lack of care and interest. Shake it off because you have the potential to bless someone when you walk through those doors. Number two, a feeling of unworthiness. We are all unworthy, but we are all forgiven. Get over yourself. <laughs> and number three, you don't know your gifts or your calling or where you fit into Ivy. Listen, if God led you here to join, then you have a place. Get in where you fit in. Amen. Amen. Our announcements are as follows. Shannon is still with us, hanging till the end of the year with the Power Hour every set, first and third Saturday from 7.30 to 8.30 here in the chapel. It does cost $5 per class. You may pay at the session or you can cash app her. Women to Women presents our Going Beyond Simcast with Priscilla Schreier. That's coming up Saturday, September 24th. 9 a.m. to 3.45. Please register. I know we closed early registration, but registration is still open. If you have not gotten yours, don't miss this event. This Wednesday, we start back with Bible study, and the pastor's doing a nine-week session this time, taking us to the end of the year on doctrine over differences, discord, denomination, and dysfunction. It's every Wednesday from at um, noon and seven. Please join us. Maverick City and Kurt Franklin, Kingdom, the Arena Tour. Get your tickets now, young adults. And if y'all don't want to go, I want to go. <laughs> it's in Fairfax, Virginia, November the 8th. Plan now to be in the house. 116 Student Ministries presents Youth Bible Study, Bible Study for Middle and High School students starting September 14th at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Centura Mobile Care Unit at Ivy, second and fourth Tuesdays of the month, 2 to 6 p.m. And a lot of us work till 5, so you have no excuse. They'll still be here till 6 o'clock. Vow Keepers Early, excuse me, Annual Cookout, Saturday, the 17th of September at 4 o'clock. Bring a dish. This is a store-bought potluck. Registration is required, and the um, link is up on the board. And last but not least, we are offering a tutoring service. School is back in session. Tutoring every Wednesday, 5.30 to 6.30, and this is by appointments only. Email christianed at ivybaptistchurch.org. Amen. Stop chasing what you've already been given. Amen. Thank you, Deacon Nims. If you are watching online and you want to accept Christ to partner with us in church, get up off of that thing, those excuses, for why you can't. There's no reason in the world why you can't do great things for God in the context and the assignment that God has given to you. Now, you might be watching online and say, well, you know what? I might live outside of Virginia. We are about to establish the online ministry where we're looking for people who are online 
that even you can build community in an online context with other people like you all over the world. So there really is no reason why you can't exercise your gift here. Even if you're not in Virginia, we have a plan for you. If you're interested in wanting to partner with us in ministry, you can text the at sign, join Ivy, send it to 81010 or put it in the chat, Facebook or YouTube. Someone is standing by now to receive that. All right, let's wave to them. Our online folks, let's tell them goodbye. Love you in Jesus name. Everybody else, let's stand please. And if you're in the building, you want to receive Christ, partner with us in church.